This is Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. Bigfoot Joe, Sasquatch, the legendary ape man of the North American woods. What is it about Bigfoot that has just totally captured my imagination and your imagination? This is something that has been on my mind since I was a a, a wee little lad. And sometimes I sit there and I think, why? (laughs) But I figured, you know, this is going to be a... A Sasquatch smorgasbord, so to speak. We're go- this episode is going to be basically just a uh, casual conversation between two people who uh, believe in the possibility of Sasquatch existing. And we're going to go from there. This is off the cuff. This is Patreon exclusive. You can swear as much as you want, Joe. Um, we're not on video. <gasps> yeah, we're not on video, so you don't have to take your clothes off anymore, even though I know everyone's oh. dying to see that. I, I was so looking forward to. It. I I was under the impression that it was a, a nude podcast. I know that's I that's that's something that's been on my mind as well. I figured why not break the mold? You know, <laughs> you got how many millions yeah. of podcasts out there? Why not do a nude one? I think you might be onto something there. Right, but it would have to be a body double for me because you would lose everything. <laughs> they wouldn't want to see me. They would go, they would literally say, oh my God, Bigfoot does exist. (laughs) And he speaks really well. And he speaks, holy cow, he's highly educated. (laughs) And he does a podcast. Wow, (laughs) where the hell did this come from? I've often often thought of, you know, uh, let's say, let's say there's some, you know, silly teenage campers out in the woods, you know, and they're getting drunk and they're just being dumb. They're being dumb teens, you know. Like, you and I were both dumb teens. Oh, hell yeah. Most and, people are dumb yeah. teens. And they're out there doing dumb teen stuff. And I'm just wondering, I have wondered, like, does Sasquatch just, you know, he's sitting at a at safe distance, she perhaps, <laughs> are they just looking at these dumb teens and going, and we're considered the ape men? <laughs> yeah, know? right? It's, I don't he's know. He's got his glasses on and he's thumbing through something like, Okay. This Taking is, notes. Uh, <laughs> He's writing down stuff. So this is quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> is this evolution or de-evolution? I'm not quite sure what's happening right here. And uh, I'm the dumb one? I know, hmm. exactly. This is interesting. I guess I better scream at them to, you know, make their night worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> and then take this log and hit it against a tree or this stick. And... <laughs> right. 
okay, you know, that's going back to the beginning of the of the episode here. When I asked you what is always what is it about Sasquatch and Bigfoot that's always captured my imagination? And then I'll throw it to, to you. My memory tells me, and I know it's true, because it's my memory. And my memory mm-hmm. is infallible, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm saying that sarcastically. But my memory tells me that my interest in Bigfoot sparked in the fourth grade. And I have not vivid memories, but very clear memories of checking out Bigfoot books from the middle school library, you know? Mm. And I've wondered Mm -hmm. if those books are still there or if they've been tossed out, you know, among all the renovations and the changes and all that. I mean, who knows? But I love those books, and I can still see the pictures that they had in them, too, and some of them are so obviously fake, and it's it's almost like, really, you guys are publishing these pictures? I mean, even back then as a kid, I'm like, that looks like a guy in a suit. <laughs> right, know? exactly. I I I may be in fourth grade, but yeah. I'm not that gullible. No, that's and that's exactly true. But some of them were also like, oh, because they would have stills of like the Patterson film in there, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, that's something just grabbed me. I mean, I don't know if it was out of fear or if it was just pure intrigue or or both, you know. And then I I have memories, same year, you know, gathering in gym class, you know, when we'd all line up for gym class in the morning lining up to do our calisthenics and our exercises, our warm-ups, and we'd line up. I don't know if you guys did. We'd line up in alphabetical order. And so mm-hmm. there's the kid in, uh, in front of me whose last name was Kapsner, and so he was obviously Kapsner, Koffenberg, and we were never friendly before that, but for some reason, I don't remember how, we started talking about Bigfoot, and he had a similar interest in Bigfoot. This was fourth grade, mm. and we both made plans then, Joe. That year in fourth grade, we both made plans that, God dang it, we were going to stick to it. When either of us were old enough to get our driver's license, we were going to drive to Alaska and start hunting down Bigfoot. I remember making those plans. Now, hunting down, I'm not saying we were bringing our guns to go shoot and try and kill Bigfoot. (laughs) We were going to go try and find them, was what we were saying. But we were so sincere and passionate about that, and that never came to fruition. I don't know. <laughs> of course it didn't. First off, like, why do we have to drive all the way to Alaska? That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm surprised we didn't make plans to, you know, sail across the Pacific. You know, <laughs> we're going right. to find this hairy bastard. One way or the other. And then finally, uh, uh, I remember having vivid nightmares about Bigfoot. Now, our <laughs> listeners won't appreciate this and apologize i'll keep it as brief as i can but this joe envision our house on main street okay yes you you remember like the cement slab we had there that we used as a basketball court oh yeah and And then we played our baseball our tennis baseball yeah absolutely kind of love doing that um you know right next to the garage now turn around and face where you know the river is Fishhook River down the down the block. Yep. Now, picture me standing on that basketball court, facing down towards the river. It was at night. This is in my dream. So, basically, pitch black in my dream, except for like the street lights, the street lamp lights. Mm-hmm. And I, ugh, I, I, I give myself the willies because it's one of those nightmares that will never go away. And I remember looking down in this dream. And hearing, but not seeing, Bigfoot screams 
coming from the darkness. I could tell it seemed like they were coming from the river. And then the dream, they would come closer and closer. Mm. And I couldn't, of course, move or anything. I'm just transfixed. I'm like, what the hell? And then out of the darkness, I see a family of Bigfoot coming out of the darkness like two blocks away. And I'm just terrified. And I can't do a damn thing about it. I'm like, it's like the Austin Powers screaming, but you can't get out of the way of the steamroller. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was like in my damn dream. And I obviously I woke up and I survived. But that yeah. image and that sound and that dream will never leave. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Maybe that's what has been burned into my mind, but damn it. Something about Bigfoot. Do you have any particular memories, Joe, of when your interest was sparked or anything similar to that? I mean, if not, that's totally cool. But talk about your interest in this mystery and why. Why are you so fascinated? That's, you know, it's kind of a loaded question, but also I'm good uh, at you those. Know, very, very good question. Uh, I think in general, let's just talk about the world in general. I think Bigfoot has just become more of a thing now in the last 10 years or so, let's just say. Uh, more cameras, more everything, more interesting and more, let's say, interested in Bigfoot. I obviously do not think it had a... Um, years and years and years ago with just sightings here and there in the 60s and 70s and even 80s and 90s. Nobody, you know, really give a crap about Bigfoot back then. I mean, you were a whack job for the most part back then if you claim to have seen Bigfoot. And uh, nowadays it's somewhat more accepting. Of course, some people still think, well, you're a whack job, but more and more so, I think. But partly... Partly, I think that it's um, making fun in a way. Mm. Like nowadays, people have Bigfoot festivals or Bigfoot this or they their store will say Bigfoot or whatever. And I think it's just a lark. It's a moneymaker. It's, it's a moneymaker. And I don't, I don't know of all those if half of them even believe that this exists. But I, they can make money. And like I said, people got cameras now and they got phones and they can do whatever and they can go whenever and film and film and film. So it's more of an interest now mm-hmm. than it was many, many moons and moons ago. But I get, I get my, your point. I get your point. I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but it, it's in a lot of ways it's exploitive, you know, as far as like the, yeah. the mass general interest, like you said, they don't necessarily believe in what they're promoting, but they know that a lot of people are and they're going to get their dollars by exploiting yeah. this interest. You know, it's like kind of like right. PT Barnum. Let's bring in, you know, there's an idiot born every minute or whatever the hell his quote was, you know, let's bring them all in. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so I get that. I get it. But go ahead, commence or not, or continue. Oh, no, but, but, but I do think there are, is a positive um, regarding Bigfoot before I get to my personal, yeah. you know, feelings or whatever, is that the shows like Finding Bigfoot or In Search of Bigfoot or blah, blah, this or blah, blah, blah. Um, Bigfoot doing, looking for Bigfoot. Yeah, and all that is doing <laughs> good kind of in a way. Um, it's sh- it's showing that people are more open-minded nowadays to the idea that mm. there could be this bipedal giant creature that lives in the woods. And, um, you know, it's still going to be one of those things where you just kind of always wonder. It's like, you know, there's they're between seven and 10 feet tall or can be 
and weigh a massive 600, 800 pounds. And yet they're so elusive. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, we'll get to that too. Cause I have my take on that and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I believe when I look back at my, um, my fascination with Bigfoot, I believe it was the Patterson field that mm. I saw in middle school or somewhere around that time. Oh, really? I, that long ago? I, yeah, I saw that film. Somebody played it, or I don't know if it was on. Maybe it was, gosh, you wish your memory were better, but it feels like it was done during a class. So, like, a, so, like on one of the old-timey filmy. Yeah, the, like, the, the, like the reels. The reel, the reel. Yeah, so... But your your feeling, your memory is that it was in middle school. Yeah. So that yeah. would be from that would be the late that would be uh, early eighties middle early school 80s. late seventies yeah, early eighties eighty seven yeah between like eighty one and eighty three and okay something like that so yeah I mean, that's like, interesting I, so but you you feel like it was at school yeah like okay. there's something about like because we used to have these times in school where um especially like in science class or something, they would play the reel to reel and it'd be something about animals and yeah. then it'd be, you know, deer or wolf or you're just learning something. So they play these reel to reel to reels and it just, it feels like one of those times it was a film that was played. They played the Patterson footage. Who was your science were, teacher? I had Mr. McLeod one point, but he never played it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly who my science teacher in middle school was. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Isn't that it I amazing? Know. I know I had, that, that's I had amazing how the show one time. Amazing how the Mr. She. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Again, inside jokes and stuff like my gosh, that guy. You you take the, the tally of how many times you go, prr, prr, that's kinda like yeah. the, that's like the South Park guy who always goes, mm good. You know, the, you yeah, know, we Mr. had a guy like that. <laughs> so, but that's could have been then too. But he was <sighs> one of my, um, yeah, I believe he was in middle school. So it might have been Mr. Bushel. Okay, that played it. If um, I, and I, if I, I remember I, I correctly too, he was he was kind of hairy. I remember he had like that tough. Oh, good lord, he was. <laughs> he had like the tough of chest hair that was popping out of his shirt. That, Boom, and he had like an afro type of thing. He did. And everything. A giant mustache. Oh, he looked man. like Bob Ross in a way. <laughs> a big, a big, he was a big guy. He too. was. He was an athlete. Yeah, he was like a football, assistant football coach and all that too. But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, so memories of going back as far as middle school watching the Patterson film. That's fascinating. I never got to watch that in school. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it just kind of it went from there. And I don't know. I think it was. Oh, I don't know. But then that one film that you reminded me of, that weird Bigfoot thing where he rips the guy's penis off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. What's uh, that called? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Demon or something like that. I yes, think that's what it's I called. I just watched it last summer. Yep. <laughs> because you reminded me of that. And then I was watching going, oh, my God. That movie is so bad. I watched bad. it at our Uncle Bruce's house. It was on fucking television. It's like, of course. Are you sure that they didn't rent it? I can picture, like, you know, certain, certain yeah. cousins renting it and then, you know, slipping it in when the parents aren't aren't around, you know. I don't know. Yeah, that was on, and we were, we were watching it. And, uh, and I remember a couple uh, Bigfoot Yeti things. That, that was on one time, and then also the Abominable Snowman. 
that uh, oh, sure. they were watching one time, and that freaked me out. It was an old, late 70s movie or something like that. But um, that's when you also get fascinated, too. I got fascinated by when you see these things, and it's a movie, and you're watching it, and you're going, man, this is kind of cool. You think it's cool in a way. It's yeah. like, man, what if these creatures are real? And yeah. La, 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 la. And uh, of course, you don't pay attention to it when you're younger and you don't live on. And I didn't go to books and and read much of books about it. But that, I know going that way, way back then, you know, is when I was introduced to mm-hmm. the idea of Bigfoot and Yeti and all that uh, nonsense. So it's kind of based on a, a long time. It's like a it's a fascination slash fear that kind of sparked it kind of based on those, you know, the movie, the fascination by seeing the footage, the alleged footage, the Patterson footage. And then you see these corny, campy, you know, but when you're younger, sometimes terrifying movies, you know. Oh, they terrified me. I was yeah. literally scared going, oh, this is kind of creepy. Ah, leave me alone, Yeti. Yeah, that, if you want to laugh your ass off, um, watch The Night of the Demon, if that's what it's called. It is so bad and corny and campy. But I have to go back to that and clarify, we've talked about this on the air before. <clears throat> Yes, there is a scene where a motorcyclist is uh, pulling over to the side of the road, the dirt road. He's tra- traversing the back trails of the mountains, and he needs to relieve himself. Yes, he does. And yes, from the perspective of the Bigfoot, <laughs> all of a sudden you see this massive hairy hand reach out and grab this not massive kind of dangling little thing. And wow, yep, and ripped off, and just the wonderful special effects of the blood squirting just everywhere. And oh my god, it was just so lovely, just great storytelling. (laughs) Uh, And it's just kind of it made you, it's one of those movies, too. And I know how many movies that you've seen that do that, but it makes you feel weird and gross. Well, yeah, it's like one of those movies yes. that you just go, ah, I just kind of feel dirty. Yeah, <laughs> after watching it, and and all the other things that go on with the whole idea of that daughter weirdo. Blah, oh blah, blah, God, blah. yes, exactly. You know, she was you know sexually assaulted by a Bigfoot, and you know yeah, it's exactly it's just they had that wait, baby. Hey, and, by the way, though, ugh. I will say this: there have been several documented of accounts. I mean, we're going back to you know, Native American lore and tales, you know, of women being snatched and brought off into the woods to be, you know, you know, well, to, to be raped, basically, by these giant hairy men. I mean, these there are accounts of this stuff going back thousands of years. Really? And, okay. yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not a common thing, obviously, but there is, I hate saying legitimacy, there is some, I don't want to say factual basis either. <laughs> There are accounts. We'll we'll say there are are accounts accounts, of that happening. And it's and you've heard stories about um female Bigfoot investigators. I had a personal interaction with someone who was was on Twitter years ago who was uh, unfortunately I think she passed away. Years ago, um she was like a paranormal investigator and she was also, you know, uh, an amateur cryptozoologist type thing, you know. Well she definitely her and her husband and other groups would go out and investigate Bigfoot stuff. And and because I was arranging to have her talk to us on the podcast. God, this is forever ago. And I remember her saying that, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I'm paraphrasing, but she was saying, I don't want to sound gross and stuff. But I remember we, 
she had problems one time because it was that time of the month for her. And there are stories that do not, you know, basically investigators do not do this when it was that time of the month for you if you're a female because that attracts uh, attention. Oh, okay. Yep. And she's totally, she was absolutely sincere about that. And, and she's like, I, I, I'll need to share that with your listeners. I don't want to sound, you know, I don't want to sound, I don't want to offend anybody or whatever. You know, I can't remember what the hell she said. And, uh, but she also revealed that she did have like some unfortunate illness at the time and she's absolutely disappeared. I hope she just left Twitter and she didn't pass away. <laughs> oh yeah. Goodness. But yeah, that exactly. again, I'm, I'm kind of ranting and well, not ranting. I'm rambling there a little bit, but there is, there are accounts of stuff like that. So I, I don't ignore them. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. You, it, it, that's the fascination of Bigfoot and the, the huge fascination of Bigfoot for me is part the whole going back um, thousands of years. Oh, hell yeah. And if not hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. in the, especially in the native American um, um, community is look at the paintings that there's paintings of things that, and, and Joe, then, there's, there's no cameras. And thank no you nothing. for saying that because that is, uh, it, it is, it is a great point. And then the book, the legend, or it's called Sasquatch, the legend meets science, the book written by Jeff Meldrum. Uh, and I bought the, the, audio, the oh, yeah, I bought the audiobook. I've devoured that. I've listened to that book about like six times since since I got it. And he goes on to it's so well written. It's such a argument for the existence. If, if you someone comes up to you and says you're an idiot for believing in Sasquatch, just give them that book and say, promise okay. to me that promise me you're going to read this book and then come back to me. Open. Yeah, then yeah. come back to me. But at one point when he's talking about just the tons and tons of evidence. You know, what? However, you want to describe the evidence that is supportive, supportive of this creature existing. Some of them included, like Joe, like you said, the paintings, which would not make any sense because this these paintings predate um, Europeans arriving. You know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these these paintings, um, they're basically irrefutable because they don't. It's like where would they get this imagery? from they're not being instilled from the arrival of europeans who are telling them tales or it's i'm not doing that justice the part of that argument is that it's just it does not make sense as to where they would get this imagery you know and talk these stories these that they have passed down from generation to generation thousands of years before the arrival of you know europeans over here it just it makes sense that's all I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> um, it, it makes sense because not only is you're getting a visual from something you've seen, like anything you like read some of the old sailing vessels logs about, you know, sea creatures and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. things that they that they've seen. But it's based off of something that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's based off what you visually see. And you recount it in your head as if this is what I saw. And then you're you're painting a picture in your mind of what you saw, whether it is an ape or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a, a horse or a moose or a but you're you visually see something and it's not like you're sitting down and making it up. And it's a moment in your time that you're like, yeah, this is kind of what I visually uh, 
saw the other day and I'm going to put it down in what it was in my mind. So you paint it or you do whatever. Same with the, you know, the, the sailors and stuff. They see something that's huge in the water. And back then you don't know what anything is. And then you write it down and then mm -hmm. you draw a picture of it. And then it becomes legend. Like, oh my God, whether it's, you can um, say it's factually now, oh, that was a, an oar fish or that was a manatee or that was whatever. Because manatees obviously were mistaken for mermaids for many years. But... I know. <laughs> Those are really lonely sailors, man. <laughs> really lonely you, sailors. <laughs> that's my point. It's like you're visually, you visually see something that's alive in front of you. That's, you know, yeah. kind of my silly point. And then you make your own creation out of your head of what you deemed as, um, it's like seeing something a uh, hundred feet away that walks in behind a tree and then comes out behind a tree. And then for that five or six seconds, you see it, you have an idea and then you write it, whether it ends up being something that caught weirdly in a shadow and it was, you know, a deer or whatever you still right. saw something. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, and then there's also the other point of view too. Um, those, you know, the, the, the cynics, the pseudo skeptics, uh, who just refuse to believe anything at all, or I shouldn't even say refuse to believe, they they refuse to even contemplate the possibility. You know, it's like, nope, nope, not real, doesn't exist, nope, you're an idiot. Never! They will throw at you, it's like, well, just look at, it's, it's been going on for thousands of years, yes, because it's just how parents raise their kids in the, and by that I mean, it's the story of the boogeyman, basically. Even back, however many generations of, you know, before, you know, Europeans have arrived, um, they would say, well, that doesn't mean anything because, you know, the American inhabitants then would make up ghost stories to make sure their kids behaved. You know, like, you go to bed now or the big hairy man's going to come get you. You know, mm -hmm. and that's, I mean, there's arguments for that as well. I get that. But to totally dismiss the possibility of that being a legit and it's just basically a boogeyman story just to get your kids to behave i don't buy that i mean it's like that's so it simplifies it so much it generalizes it so much it's like nope the whole <laughs> this one hundred thousand years of documented sightings of this creature nope it's all just for people to try and get their kids to go to bed at night i mean do you get what i'm going at there at all it's yeah, I, I it's, there's way I more to it than just a uh a boogeyman story, and I and I am obviously not Native American, and uh, what? I'm I'm not. <laughs> Just so, to be clear, I'm not Native American. So we do have the same I, mother. Yes, we do. <laughs> but I do know that. Um, that's a culture that is not going to sit there and make. I don't know. It's, it's not a culture that, in my own opinion, that is going to sit there and make up a big hairy man person and then to say, oh, oh the see. hairy man's going to come and get you. I see you. Going to get you. I got gotcha. you. I just really think it's well, a, vi can I, can a visual. I, can I interject again here? Um, another example that I don't know if you're familiar with the book, but it's, it's really well written uh, historical account. It's um, called the Trail of Tears, you know about yeah, the yeah. the tragic you know migration, essentially the forced migration of natives across the country, basically. Um, in that book, there's even 
parts. I mean, it's not like a long chapter, but but there's it's mentioned quite often in one particular chapter about the legends of like the little people. And you know, this <clears throat> this is this is from the guy who wrote this back then and he's you know, this is based on interviews with people he's talked with, you know, Native Americans and all that and it's it God, how can I phrase this? Just because it's included in this book itself, this well-respected historical book, I think adds a little legitimacy to the possibility because the, the legend of the little people is not only fascinating, but it's something that, and I hate talking as a white man about the native culture, you know, because oh, yeah. you know I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah, come across in, as being insensitive, insensitive by any means. Right. Yeah. But that is something that was absolutely heavily influential and heavily believed in about these little people who lived up in the woods, you know, and, you know, be wary of the little people, but they would come during times of sadness or grief to help the natives cope, basically. Hmm. And they were, and, oh God, we're all over the place here, but that's what Patreon episodes are all about. That's why I love them. When you think of, Mysterious ape men, unknown creatures, all across yeah. all across the world. We're not, they're not all seven to ten feet tall. There's also legends of little ones, you know, the orang yeah. pendek. Um, it we can go on and on and on. You know, recently, well, recently, there's proof, skeletal evidence of what was referred to as the Hobbit that was discovered, you know, down in yes, South America, yes, I was just you know. Gonna, just going to say that on some little island off somewhere yes. that they found that fossil proof of the yes. little hobbits. Yep. So, I mean, this, just the possibility of these existing to me is very real. Because not only do we have legends and folklore and storytelling and generation after generation, uh, you know, generational accounts. Now we're getting physical proof. Mm -hmm. And we've had, I think it's physical proof, had existence of these large bipedal creatures living in North America from the footprints. I mean, yes, some have been faked. Yes, possibly a lot have been faked. The simple fact is, not all of them could possibly have been faked. And just Especially the, locations. Locations and just the prints themselves. I wish Jeff Meldrum was here to make us sound, or make... Better. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you have an actual smart person on here talking about right, it. Right, and we're going like that. Hey, big foot, big up, big feet. Just how the musculature works, the skeletal forms of the of the feats, you know, and how they make these prints, they are impossible to be faked. That's all I will say. Go read the book. They are impossible to be faked by how they appear, you know. It's the same damn thing that they did when a fascinating episode on breaking down, with better technology and breaking down the Patterson film and looking at the female Bigfoot walking across and mm -hmm. zooming in and showing muscles. Yeah, absolutely. And the hair muscles moving and uh, whatever they did, it's just like, you can't disprove that. No, it has never been disproven. What does that say? This is from 1967 and is still no one. And they've all tried their damnedest. 
you know, they cannot say that that's a fake. They can't. I mean, what does that say? Uh, Is Bob Bob Gimlin? He's the one still alive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and and um, who's the one that was part of it too? Uh, name both. There was two men, right? Yeah, Roger Patterson, the Patterson film. Yeah, Patterson. Yeah, yeah. He and unfortunately there... died. Way he he died in like nineteen seventy two, I think, or seventy three. He passed away a long time ago, unfortunately. And who was the person? Wasn't there a person that came forward and said he was the person that was? Yeah, in there's the there's, suit? there's been several of them. Several, several of them, which again adds legitimacy to the idea that no, it wasn't faked because well, wh- the one of the main ones, his name was Bob Hieronymus, and he yeah, was that, okay because he supposedly he was a big guy and he he kind of walked like Patty. And I remember watching like the the pseudo documentary on Bigfoot when we were talking about this guy coming forth and he's the man in the suit and they showed him walking in front of this old diner and he's like. You have to consider this walk, and there he is. He's like, mm. Mm. like, <laughs> like okay, Lord. so that's supposed. Okay, what, 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 why? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> and who cares? Yeah. And they show him laughing at around the bar with his old buddies, and they're talking about, yeah, he was in the suit. It's like, well, okay, there's well, what's one. What's the purpose? There's one guy what in is the that suit. Purpose. There's one guy in the suit who claims claims it. There's also of um people who claim that it was uh, the wife of. Uh, uh, I'm getting all my names mixed up now here. There uh, was a family who actually claimed that their father was behind all these fakes. And when the father passed away, they came forth and said, we ha- we're coming forth and we're saying that it was my dad. He started the Bigfoot phenomena years ago back in California. And he he's basically been faking these footprints all across the country. And uh-huh. he filmed my mom in a female Bigfoot suit walking around and that's her. It's like, okay, so there's two people who have claimed to have been in the suit right there. Um, and any number of, it's, how many other people have claimed this, which again adds to the legitimacy to me, is like, you guys can't even get your lies straight. I mean, come right. on, put a little effort exactly. into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick together. Say it was Larry over there. That You see the old guy sitting in the chair? <laughs> he's, he's Larry like, did it. What? You are a Bigfoot suit. It's you. It's me. I did yeah. what? I did what? You are Bigfoot, boy. It's just, uh, it's just asinine. It's, it's it's frustrating as hell. But um, yeah, that 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 footage is think that's real. That footage you can't debunk it. You just can't. You know, and no, um, I, it's the best, obviously ever. Have you listened to our one. chat with Jeff Meldrum? Did you listen? No, to No, I haven't yet. No, Joe, I want to. You should listen to it because it's it's. It's a good long one. It's like an hour and a half almost. But the good part is, is he's one of those great interviews where you ask he him a question go. and he goes. And Mike and I just sat there like, "This is awesome." Yeah, it's like <laughs> just continue, sir. Continue, yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> and then and of you course, realize- at the end of the interview, of course, and Mike does this on purpose too. We have this great, freaking, awesome, educational chat with this this brilliant guy. And Mike's like, "I have one question." Your thoughts on Harry and the Hendersons? It's like, good lord, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and Jeff's like, oh, he took it in stride. He was, he's he's yeah. a good guy. So, go listen to That's it. That's good. Yeah. Yes. And I do also like that uh, Freeman footage too. Oh, that's that, great footage as well, man. Absolutely. That's really, that's really fascinating, and um, um, even his reaction seems. Um, and this, this is a guy who's featured heavily in Jeff's book as well because he's worked with him and he he's Jeff was very skeptical of this man 
you know, because he was a, an active Bigfoot investigator. He said that he oh, okay. saw Bigfoot yep. quite often on his property, and so that's why he was out there with the camera. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to document it. There, this Bigfoot, this Freeman footage, I need to go find it again because I've never seen this aspect. But again, this is described very well in the, in the Meldrum book. At the very end of the Freeman footage, before this creature walks out of view, mm-hmm. supposedly you can see it as if it was bending over and picking up what maybe could be a child Bigfoot. Oh. Apparently at the end of that footage, if you can find the full-length footage of that, right before it is totally out of view, possibly you can see it bending over and picking up maybe a, oh. a, a little baby Bigfoot. Interesting. Yeah, I gotta yeah. find that sucker. The um, but, the, the Redwoods footage is interesting as hell, and that's the one that Mike and I almost got in trouble for because we were just we <laughs> we couldn't help laughing so much because supposedly in this footage you see a a uh, a, a protruding Sasquatch Willie, and it's oh yeah, um, it's black and white footage. But it was recorded like in the 90s, I think, off of a camcorder. It was from a young couple, I believe. Friends maybe were driving in the woods, the redwoods, on a mm-hmm. trail. When they come across this massive something walking across the, the road and then up a hill. And it's, I've watched that back and forth so many times. It's, to me, it looks, there's no way it can be a bear. I mean, yes, bears have been seen walking on their hind legs before but this it looks like just a massive bulky freaking humanoid looking creature and yes at one point you see like a protruding a protruding penis ah the protruding penis and then you hear (laughs) 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 that sounds like a like a crazy biology teacher that you might have back in the day and now boys and girls you'll notice the protruding penis <laughs> it's like boon dense. It's boon dense. Oh, boon dense. Oh, my. another boon inside dense. joke. <laughs> In his protruding pain, it's a boon dense. My father. My father, he made fun of me for my protruding the penis. <laughs> He's a boon dense. Put that away. <laughs> it is meant for procreation and not to play around with. <laughs> Oh, I have to send you a Snapchat now of my new Boondance take. Boondance is a dumb dumb character. Joe and I have always been doing all these character made up, you know, uh, humorous takes on life. (laughs) We make up all these weirdos and stuff. And that was the latest one for me is some poor, poor little child. His name is Boondance, who hasn't lived a very happy life. No, his parents do not love him. (laughs) So anyways, this creature... You know, supposedly, yes, the protruding penis is seen on camera, and people who argue for it say, well, that obviously is possibly, again, it might sound humorous, but it might be out of, it might be a physical reaction out of fear from this creature. Okay. Um, because, you know, apes, monkeys have been shown, and also, <laughs> Joe's kind of smirking a little bit here. They no, ha- it's just, in, in primate I, I studies, in primate studies, like in defensive or yeah, um, dominating modes, you know, like the male ape will sometimes flash its erection yeah, to yeah, show dominance, yes. basically. And so that's kind of what 
people are suggesting maybe suggesting. the case. Cool. Yeah. So no, it's like everything. Yeah. Of course, everyone can get a chuckle, and the people listening will chuckle about that too. Just the visual. But <laughs> it's just a. It's just another. It's a. It's a factual, scientific bio luminous that's not right but i get you <laughs> yeah whatever you know wrong word but about the the animal kingdom and yeah. all the stuff it's like it, yeah it's that would be fascinating that, if if bigfoot was bioluminescent though can you imagine if it was able to create its own light like like oh. those creatures in the depths of the ocean all of a sudden you see a glow in the dark bigfoot good god they, they've suggested that oh man that he's a like, you know, uh, what was that one I was, oh, just watching a very fascinating thing um, on, I think it was the Alaskan Triangle series or something. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they talked about um, that and this um, Native American who lives around there is talking, you know, the reason why you can't see Bigfoot ever is they have the capability of um that where they can turn sideways mm. and then it just it disappears they Almost, have this yeah thing in their skin and their hair where it's like bioluminescent and you just you it just blends into the thing and then you don't see it and they're like oh it's not there almost like a cloaking can... ability almost. yeah yes uh, he was explaining this very well i was like wow that's freaking fascinating as as well it's just well, they're then so elusive and there, there's also the argument that they aren't of this earth, Joe. You know, and yeah, I mean, yeah. they're that they're related to you know the aliens essentially, or that they're interdimensional. You know, that's that's, yes. that's you know that's why when you you see them now they're there and now now they aren't. You know, it's because they are coming in between the dimensions. You know, for whatever reasons, some people think they have been sent down as you know from from alien intelligence to perhaps guide the human species, you know, it's, there's so many, yeah, they are bizarre. They are so many bizarre theories out there, but I'm not dismissing any of them. I'm, I lean towards the, it's, it's a biological entity. It's a creature that has evolved on earth. Yeah. My, that's my point. Exactly. I have an open mind to anything and I'll never poo poo anybody's mm -hmm. um, ideas and opinions of what they think. Maybe this creature is, but like any animal that is um, that lives in the woods, how many times do you see a bear? How many times do you? The, let me say this: How many times does the normal person who drives in a highway and drives to work and goes here and going there not necessarily not necessarily um, woodsy people? How many times do they see creatures ever? Mm -hmm. How many times do you see a bear walk across the road or a porcupine or a skunk or anything like that? Um, do you see them all the time? No, you don't. And even hunters who go hunting in the woods, the animals are smart enough to hide. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like they know that they're not there for, for good. Okay, they're not there to to help these little guys outside. They're here to hurt us. Let's, let's, let's stay away there from them. There are millions of... Or what? Have, what do they say? Like, a, I think the population is like a million um, deer in Minnesota. There's like a population. There's just this huge population. Oh God, yeah, I think it'd be more that almost. Live in Minnesota. And of the thousands and thousands of hunters, half of them never see 
a deer. Yeah, exactly. They come back. So did you did you, did you bag your buck yet? And no, I haven't even seen one. I've been out there all week. I haven't even seen one. Right. And like I mean, you said, they're kinda, there. There's yeah. millions of them. How many times does a hunter see a bear? Yeah, in, in the woods. I mean, it's. I you know I bet you I bet you you're you're probably right. I, well, you just heard it too. A million probably sounds right for a population of of deer in just Minnesota. Yeah, I saw that a bit a, a few years ago. They just gave a population estimate yeah. of how many damn exist in Minnesota, and it's a lot. Yeah, it's a ginormous amount. Well, how often do you even hear odd noises? I mean, it's not that. I mean, you know these creatures exist, but I still get the willies when during you know certain times of the years all of a sudden I'll hear bobcats wailing down by the by the lake, you know, or just any you hear you know these creatures exist. I'm not gonna say in abundance, but there's a lot of them out there, but you never see the damn things, but you know they're there. That's a that's a beautiful point too, because there are um links, uh, Minnesota yeah. Canadian links that are rarely ever seen. And and they're not small. And they're not small. They're a giant cat, and you you rarely ever see. And it says right in an article, and there's a picture that snapped or something. A rare Canadian Minnesota yeah. lynx located by somebody. Do 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 do. Wasn't that just recent, like a couple of weeks ago? I yeah, I saw something about that. A similar um, article about that. Just not you know not that long ago. It's yeah. So if there's five, they're there. Yeah. But there's only five hundred links. Never in the world. Most people never see a lynx. And we'd and like to if, think that Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, more than likely they're intelligent, possibly highly intelligent. Right. You know, it wouldn't be that hard to stay away from us. <laughs> I wouldn't think. Um, Just think if there's only like a population of a hundred yeah. or so Bigfoot, you'll never see them. That's that's just the point. I think, like, was, it, was it estimated that they thought... And by they, I mean like smart people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, us. Not us. Um, it was estimated, and correct me if I'm wrong, that in order to survive, they would need a minimum of, what was it, 200? Maybe it was 500. Okay. I'm, and we're talking about in like North America, you know. As, oh, total of North America. Yeah, they're yeah, saying yeah. that would be reasonable, a, a reasonable amount for them to sustain their population. Okay. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. If, if you're listening to this in the future, I, chances are I'm probably wrong. But I mean, there's not, there are not a lot. Okay, and chances right. of you running into one slim and none. But you know what? Right. A lot of people have. But over the course of decades, you know, and there's something out there. There's this isn't just the imagination of thousands of people over the and course ask, of thousands of years. Exactly, hundred percent. And ask every avid hunter and a woodsman that's in the woods you will probably get a story they're not going to say they believe in anything some of them they'll have a story of something weird mm -hmm. that they've seen in the woods or heard yeah something that they don't you know have, have never heard before it's like well i i'm familiar with all these noises and sound that was just kind of odd you know, you're going to get that from lum from people who work in the woods from the lumber uh, the lumberjacks and the the oh, the sure uh, uh, the people who work in the woods all the time. Um, there's stories out there. Whether you see one or you're not, somebody's going to tell you, yeah, that was kind of a weird. It's like my, I don't know if I told you this before. My daughter, Savannah, lives out in uh, Embarrass, Minnesota. 
this was a couple years ago or something and um they live in in the woods for the for the most part embarrasses just this nice wide open space mm-hmm. and they have this nice giant yard and blah 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 and, and out there is minings and then there's woods out there that be right behind their place and she said one time she knows this one people have cows or i i don't know something about cows and she knows this obviously what a cow sounds like <laughs> right. but she was she was out there one day just on her deck and she heard this freakish loud scream <laughs> that came from the from the woods and she and she half jokingly you know just said oh that's bigfoot or something like that but she was trying to explain this scream and it was just a terrifyingly high pitched wail of some sort you'll have to ask her yeah you've never told it. you've never told me that no i just keep i forget about it. I, her and i every now oh, now and then you know i'll ask her have you heard any other weird sounds lately she really but yeah she's this one thing that she just couldn't figure out what the hell that was and it was just kind of a, a freakish sound that's so cool you'll have to ask her sometime yeah now we have about 10 minutes to go here joe uh thanks for making this work uh, we didn't get to a couple of things i wanted to talk about um I again I want to recommend to you that Amazon documentary movie yeah. um Hunting Bigfoot I believe it's called it focuses on it, it basically there's not much Bigfoot hunting in it there is some interesting scenes there's like a 10 minute 15 minute run through there that, that involves actually hunting Bigfoot it's pretty int- uh intriguing but it focuses on one gentleman who was a respected member of the community a successful businessman who by happenstance had a Bigfoot sighting and it literally changed his life and he became obsessed with seeing it again. So much so that he basically left his family. Um, Not that he doesn't love his family. Um, Long story short, it's, it's, it's kind of sad because he trying to put your, your trying to put my perspective into or try to understand his perspective, I should say. I can't imagine being so driven by something that you know is true, but everyone else shuns you for the rest of your life. I mean, this guy is just, he's at the end of the film, he's kind of being accepted back in by a community of people because of his passion is, and he just doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He's like, I know what I saw. I saw it. It was right there, you know, and it's being driven by this passion to prove something that other people just laugh at you for. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine how that would affect you psychologically. Right. Because you're trying to justify it now. You're really trying to justify what you saw yeah. and you want to make people, you just, yeah, I can see it. I can see where you're just, you're, you live like this and you're just like, ah, yeah. mm-hmm. I, it's, I can't. I need to tell you because it's real. Yep. I can just imagine the frustration and the pure pain that 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 is when ninety percent of the people, like you said, laugh at you and yeah. you go, "Nah, you're just crazy." It's, and he's you, you, like I said, he's devoted his life to. This was filmed. This was released during the right when the pandemic started. I believe it was 2020, 2021. And you know, he's still, as far as I know, he's still out there. I mean, he's he. He lives in a part, I can't remember what state it was, maybe Washington, I don't know. 
But he spends the majority of his time out in the deep, deep woods and in the mountains, and he's out there. He's He is, I mean, he's by himself. He's got his little broken down tent. He's eating his canned beans, you know, and his rice, and he's just, he's a woodsman. He's out there in the woods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy just followed him. He asked him if he could join him on his treks, and his cameraman and the guy who was putting the film together, and they followed him. And... <laughs> It's it's I highly recommend it. If you're interested in the Sasquatch phenomenon in general, I I recommend yeah, it. But this is a different yeah. this is a different perspective. It's different look at it about how it could drive someone unfortunately mad, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's still with right. it. He's still with it, but just people don't believe him. And it's just like, oh God, like the frustration. Oh, absolutely. No, no kidding. No kidding. And I, I have one thing. It's I hope you just have one thing. Yeah. What do you have? Some sort of. What do you got? A freak on. Oh, God damn. A freak's on the loose and Babbitt with his multiple things. What the hell, Joe? Yes, yes, yes. Just the (laughs) idea of the feel of the woods and being in the woods and the feel that you can get from it. This is kind of just a a feel story. I went hunting many moons ago when we were. Obviously, we were still in Babbitt and we have these really nice hunting trails um here uh, you know just outside of town and so i parked at the time i had a jeep and i or was the truck I, anyways i parked it and then i wanted there was this kind of this trail that went off in the woods and i was going grouse hunting and so i skitter my rink my way through this kind of follow this uh animal trail i think it was probably like a, a animal trail mm-hmm and humans obviously were in there too and it was a nice trail and so i was walking in there and uh, there's a little stream and a creek and then you hopped over the creek and you're keeping going i still visually can see it and going 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 and and i'm sure i didn't go that very far but i i immediately stopped and the hair on my i don't have much hair but whatever <laughs> hair i did go you know kind of stood up on on and i got the goose pimples and I got scared like immediately. And I and I was looking around the woods and and it was silent. And it was just and really? I usually being in the woods is usually a fun fun thing for me. Where oh, it's yeah. like a- more absolutely. so like I love the smell of it and I love oh, the sound of it. Amen. And I love the the even the cricket when you're walking on the leaves and they're in they're just going crunch crunch I know, crunch it's great and just that smell is just just i love it it's Clean. soothing it's soothing it's, it's soothing. relaxing it's yeah i i absolutely adore that as well yeah and i usually just there just because of the fe- the feel and that i just remember just getting just stopping and i said i don't and that has never happened going. before never happened no, before and never never and i just stopped that's that's another thing you've never told me before, by the way. And I freaked out in my brain. I'm going, this is just weird. And then I just started looking everywhere, darting my head back and forth, looking you know into the woods as far as I could, and if I could hear anything. And I said, I'm not going any further. And I left. Really? So yeah. I mean, as cliched as it sounds, did you feel like something was watching you or something? Yes, I did. I I, I did. That's and crazy. I, and I. And I'm surprised I never told you about this. But yeah, I never heard about that, that. I didn't see anything and nothing really. And probably but because that's to not, me, it that's, doesn't matter. It's that's just, important, though. That's something you can't dismiss. I mean, that's stuff that 
counts, you know, I think. Yeah. So I left and went, nah, I, I can't walk any. No, I'm done. And there have been document, believe it or not, there have been documented Bigfoot sightings in the Babbitt area. Yes. Yep. I mean, on the BFRO, you can go find Bigfoot sightings in the Babbitt area. Your daughter thinks she saw one. Chloe. Yeah. Right. At night on the, in the ditch or something running, running around. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard to describe. I mean, you and I have been lifelong Minnesota residents and we love Minnesota. Even though we look out the window right now and there's still freaking snow on the damn ground. It's like, my God, get the hell out of here. April 20, what is it? Second today or third? 23rd. 23rd. Yep. Yeah. But you know, Boo. you know, we both, I think Babbitt is definitely, it's, well, it's less populated generally than the area I live in, you know, but Long story short, it's it's not a, a haven for what one would believe to be a Bigfoot population or even just a few nomads wandering through. Now, there's mm-hmm. a shit ton of shit ton of woods and a shit ton of lakes and you know yeah. across the state. <laughs> you know, sur- exactly. I, I'm sur- I'm right next to a lake. We're surrounded by woods. I mean, you were right in town, but what, like a half in- a mile out of Babbitt is heavily heavily wooded areas. Um Yep. And it's, 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 it's to me very possible that there is something out there. I think something might have been looking at you, and you you sensed it. I mean, maybe yeah, it was maybe it, it was just even a bear though. Maybe it was a bear, and you're yeah. like, um, exactly. But it was something that was, happened. You felt it. So yeah, that, that's intriguing. Yeah. And, so, and I just said, and I, 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 I don't. I was just. I was scared. Like I felt scared and like, that's ah, crazy. this is weird. I don't like this feeling. So I just left. So it was kind of one of those moments in time where, and I didn't even, I think I was honestly thinking of Bigfoot at that time as well. Thinking, I don't know why that would pop. It was just a moment where it's kind of five seconds, 10 seconds. And yeah. you're going, and then you look and you look and you look and you're like, ah, what's out here. I'm going. Boo. So, could have been a murderer. Maybe there was some kind of escaped serial killer out Joe, there. Joe, another inside joke. You know damn well who it was. The, oh, uh, yes. The, the Ohio drunken the warbler. Freaking Ohio I didn't, drunken warbler. We didn't know about him back then. <laughs> I think he was responsible for what Savannah heard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on a stump with his beer <laughs> goggles on and his beer uh, thing, his beer hat, his beer helmet with the. He's in his mouth. Well, he's got the beer hat, but he's also got on top of that like one of those classic uh, raccoon tails hanging from yeah. the, you know, he's got the... <laughs> Daniel Boone hat. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, God damn. He's responsible for everything. You know, I do, we'll wrap it up here in like three minutes. I don't have any personal experiences that I can think of off the top of my head, but I do recall back in the day being at like a high school kegger, you know, out in the yeah. woods. You know, I hated going those goddamn things, but I was... I was I was a passenger, and I think it was my friend Josh who was driving, which was usually yeah, the case. I hated those things too, but I went. Yeah, I know. They, you, you, basically, what they were, you drive out in the middle of the woods somewhere with all your pals, your friends, a bunch of them, and in our case, in my case, they had you know the music playing would unfortunately be country blasting all over the place from these giant pickup trucks and all that stuff. No and, offense to country music yeah. listeners, but I can't stand. I it, know. <laughs> But anyways, I remember when Josh and I were hanging out there and two girls arrived up there and they came out just excited when they pulled up. 
You know, not because oh. they were excited because they were at they a keg. Or, yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. Hey, you know, I was, I'm a babe, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but they were just antsy to tell anyone, and they happened to tell, like, Josh and I, what they saw on the drive out there. And they claimed that, you know, it's, it's impossible, again, for the listeners to visualize this, but they were on Highway 71 going north, and this was at night, granted, but they claimed that way off in the field, I mean, there's, there's open stretches off of the Highway 71 here where it's this, you know, open, open area, mm-hmm. a field, you know, with trees and the woods way in the background. They, saw, they thought they saw like hundreds of yards into this field at night two like humans, large humans standing way out into, in the woods mm. or in, in the field, I mean. But they're like, why that? But they were really dark. I mean, they couldn't make anything out, but they were moving and they thought it was two people, two persons out there. And then we're like, well, why the frick at night, hundreds of yards into this field in the middle of nowhere, essentially, would these people be out there walking right now? And they, right. I mean, we believed them. I mean, they basically kind of saw them by the moonlight. You know what I mean? They could see the shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were super excited because they're, they're basically, you know, insinuating like, was that Bigfoot? Did we see Bigfoot out there? So that's kind of the only kind of minor story I have as far as... T- tale to be told. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, I don't... Other than that thing, I don't have any... I wish I did. I wish I, I could know. say... Like, oh, yeah, there's something that peaked across here. There was a dude. There was a dude. Joe, you graduated with him, and he was featured on an episode of Finding Bigfoot. The guy who worked, he was, like, essentially the, 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 um, oh, what the hell are they called? Trackers. No, yeah, he, he was a tracker on the, on the, on the show, and that's what he did. I think he still does it, but the guys who stand at the bar, who throw the bad people out. Why can I not think of what the hell they're called? Bouncer. 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 Jesus Christ, Patrick. But anyways, he was kind of like the bouncer at one of the bars here, and he always made fun. He's a huge guy. Of course, he You're always kind of probably he always called me Opie every time I came into the bar. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Opie? How you doing, big guy?" You know, because I'm he, I'm little, and he's like six and four, and yeah. he's gigantic. And he was featured on one of these episodes of Bigfoot. And his name was Gene. Would you remember his last name? That sounds right. Yeah, Gene. Uh, golly, he used to lift me up. Yeah. Uh, during school and lift me up and <laughs> set me on top of the lockers just for the hell of it. And uh, he would sit there and I would say, yeah. I wouldn't say a word. Nope. He's like, hey, Joe. Boop, boop, boop. Bang, put I'm... me up there. And then uh, he'd stare at me for a little bit and then he'd go. And he put you down. Put you down. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was always nice to me. He That's was, exactly he was, it. He was super nice to me and he knew, he found out that I was a Kaufmerg. I was your brother and he was always super nice to me when I'd see him at the bar and stuff. And, of course, he called me Opie. Hey, Opie! You ain't gonna argue with that. No, but anyways, that's really that's kind of a small connection because he does do tracking for a, a, a living, and he was featured in one of those Finding Bigfoot episodes that they filmed in the, I think they filmed one up in the Bemidji Staple, area. It was Staple. It was Staples. Staples. Was Staples. Yeah. Staples area, and it wasn't Finding Bigfoot. It was one of those uh, Monster Quests. It was Monster oh, Quest. Thank you. You're right. You're absolutely right. That is, oh, that was a good show. I miss Monster Quest. Yeah, That's Monster cool. Quest. And then, yeah, he was on there, and and then local Gene Hagen. Hagen. Ah, uh, Joe saves the day. Yes, thank you very much. That's and so, if you're listening, that was kind of Gene, a cool connection. Hey, what's up, bud? And then, um, 
Yeah, I graduated with. I think he was in my graduating. I don't class. think he could lift you up anymore. Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> he probably could. He's a strong dude. <laughs> well, that's true. He probably could. He probably could. But anyways, he was featured in one of those monster quest things with the the lady that hit the Bigfoot in her car or, uh, or ran into her car yeah. or something. I don't know. And then they went off in the woods, and he so, was the tracker in that episode. So, so that's kind of a minor cool seeing him. Kind of a minor connection. Yeah, kind of. absolutely. Damn. Well, God dang, Joe, we're up. We're well over an hour here. Time to wrap it up. Thank you for making this work. This was a last minute I um, request on my part last night, and uh, you agreed, and I appreciate it. So this Absolutely. has been fun. Like I, I said, enjoy this. This is classic off the cuff, um, utterly unprepared, just casual conversation about a topic that fascinates us. So um, I appreciate it, man. Yes. Now you go yeah, on and absolutely. enjoy your damn Sunday, and uh, until we return, go to your wolves and go wild, even though uh, one of them will win. One of them has a chance. The other one does. No, that's pretty much it. Go wild. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yes. Well, until next time, everybody, thanks again for your support and peace out. 